section eighty four of final report of the advisory committee on human radiation experiments this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. final report of the advisory committee on human radiation experiments coming to terms with the past looking ahead to the future chapter eighteen part one recommendations recommendations for remedies pertaining to experiments and exposures during the period nineteen forty four to nineteen seventy four biomedical experiments recommendation one the advisory committee recommends to the human radiation interagency working group that the government deliver a personal individualized apology and provide financial compensation to the subjects or their next of kin of human radiation experiments in which efforts were made by the government to keep information secret from these individuals or their families or from the public for the purpose of avoiding embarrassment or potential legal liability or both and where this secrecy had the effect of denying individuals the opportunity to pursue potential grievances the advisory committee has found three cases to which the above applies these are the surviving family members of one the eighteen subjects of the plutonium injection experiments two the subject of a zirconium injection experiment known only as cal z and three several subjects of total body irradiation experiments conducted during world war two deliberate attempts by public officials in trusted and often sensitive government positions to conceal the fact of participation from subjects or their families particularly in the absence of sufficient national security justification and for the declared purpose of avoiding potential liability and public embarrassment are assaults upon the foundations of individual privacy and self-determination such actions violate an individual's right to information about him or herself and must be taken with the utmost seriousness in the cases listed above this secrecy served to prevent people who may have been wronged from seeking redress within their lifetimes secrecy regarding the participation of particular subjects was maintained until as late as nineteen seventy four documents showing that the government kept information secret about particular nineteen forties experiments on grounds of potential liability and embarrassment remained secret until retrieved by the committee in nineteen ninety four even though at the time justice might not have required financial compensation for the failure to disclose information in the absence of direct physical harm the fact that the government's actions limited the opportunity of these subjects to seek justice is undeniable because of the offensiveness of the government's actions justice today warrants a remedy of financial compensation moreover efforts to cover up governmental wrongdoing are assaults upon the polity itself and not just upon the directly affected individual because such efforts undermine the ability of a civil society to ensure that the government and its agents act within the rule of law such a situation warrants the extension of compensation to the next generation implementation 
congress may need to consider legislation to provide compensation for the immediate families of the subjects in the plutonium injection experiments whose identities are known the identities of the subject known as cal z as well as the subjects in the wartime total body irradiation experiments are not now known should their identities come to light they or their families also should be compensated in addition should additional cases be identified that satisfy the criteria outlined above further legislation should be enacted or other steps taken to provide those individuals or their family members with similar compensation recommendation two the advisory committee recommends to the human radiation interagency working group that for subjects of human radiation experiments that did not involve a prospect of direct medical benefit to the subjects or in which interventions considered to be controversial at the time were presented as conventional or standard practice and physical injury attributable to the experiment resulted the government should deliver a personal individualized apology and provide financial compensation to cover relevant medical expenses and associated harms pain suffering loss of income disability to the subjects or their surviving immediate family members the advisory committee has identified several experiments that are candidates for remedies to former subjects under this recommendation these are described below in the section on implementation when the government puts an individual at risk in order to serve some collective national interest it must take steps to ensure that the rights and interests of the individual are adequately protected the advisory committee presumes however based on our understanding of the historical context that such steps were not uniformly undertaken as a consequence it is possible that a citizen who was harmed as a result of participation in non-therapeutic research did not adequately consent to this use of his or her person that the government did not have a system in place to ensure that individuals were not wronged by their use as research subjects in non-therapeutic research without their adequate consent when that use resulted in harm warrants a personal individualized apology and financial compensation to subjects or to their surviving immediate family members analogous cases exist to support this recommendation in awarding substantial compensation to victims or their families of the cia's mk ultra experiments who were killed or suffered other serious harm congress and the courts recognized that individuals used for government purpose without direct benefit to the experimental subject and without their consent deserved substantial awards nothing in this recommendation should be taken as having implications for how future policies governing compensation for research injuries should be constructed implementation of the experiments that the advisory committee studied in detail we have identified several that are candidates for remedies under this recommendation these are as follows the total body irradiation tbi experiments should it be determined that tbi was considered at the time to be a controversial treatment for patients with radioresistant tumors and it was not presented as such to potential subjects and should a determination of harm attributable to the experiments be made 
the testicular irradiation experiments using prisoners as subjects should a determination of harm attributable to the experiments be made the uranium injection experiments at rochester and boston should a determination of harm attributable to the experiments be made and some of the iodine one thirty one experiments involving children should a determination of harm attributable to the experiments be made because of the scope of the advisory committee's charge and our limited tenure we were not in a position to undertake the individualized and detailed fact-finding required to resolve the uncertainties in each of these cases including the evaluation of medical and research records of all the patients or subjects involved in addition two experiments that the committee did not study in detail the iodine one thirty one experiment in alaska and the vanderbilt radio iron nutrition experiments are currently in legal proceedings in which claims of harm have been made if an appropriate forum such as the courts or a properly constituted review committee determines that subjects were harmed as a consequence of non-therapeutic research or as a consequence of research in which controversial treatments were presented to patients as conventional or standard therapy it is the advisory committee's view that the government should take steps to ensure that the remedies of apology and financial compensation are awarded the question of causation is key to any such determination the advisory committee has heard from many public witnesses regarding the standards of proof and presumptions involved in the administration of existing radiation compensation statutes which cover atomic bomb testing and uranium mining in those cases the nature of the exposure for all applicants is relatively uniform and well defined and the exposures have been the subject of a relatively large amount of study by contrast in the case of human radiation experiments each experiment may present a different set of circumstances in some cases as in the administration of iodine one thirty one there is considerable knowledge of the relation between exposure and subsequent injury in many other situations less is known a decision should be made about how strict a causal association ought to be required with a more strict standard making financial compensation available to fewer individuals whether the standard for presuming causation should be strict or loose is a policy decision that depends on values not science the standards values problem speaks both to what should be done about whether the illness should be treated as experiment related for purposes of compensation if one it is impossible to determine the likely range of association between the exposure and the illness because the facts about dose or method of exposure are not available and two the likely range of association is broad or the probability of association between the exposure and the illness is low to determine reasonable medical expenses a schedule of projected medical costs appropriate for reimbursement could be created for specific diagnoses rather than compensating for actual costs incurred this approach would relieve the burden on the subject or immediate family members to prove actual costs streamline the process for determining level of compensation and allow for compensation for costs not yet incurred recommendation three the advisory committee recommends to the human radiation interagency working group 
that for subjects who were used in experiments for which there was no prospect of medical benefit to them and there is evidence specific to the experiment in which the subjects were involved that one no consent or inadequate consent was obtained or two their selection as subjects constituted an injustice or both the government should offer a personal individualized apology to each subject the committee believes that people who were used as research subjects without their consent were wronged even if they were not harmed although it is surely worse from an ethical standpoint to have been both harmed and wronged than to have been used as an unwitting subject of experiments and suffered no harm it is still a moral wrong to use people as a mere means without their consent although what we know about the practices of the time suggests it is likely that many people who were subjects in non-therapeutic research were used without their consent or with what today we would consider inadequate consent in most of these cases we have almost no information about whether or how consent was obtained moreover in most of these cases the identities of the subjects are not currently known even if considerable resources were expended it is likely that most of their identities would remain unknown the committee is not persuaded that even where the facts are clear and the identities of subjects known financial compensation is necessarily a fitting remedy when people have been used as subjects without their knowledge or consent but suffered no material harm as a consequence the remedy that emerged as most fitting was an apology from the government the committee struggled with the issue of whether to recommend that the government extend such an apology our deliberations were complicated by what we all agreed was a murky historical record in the case of some experiments there was evidence of some disclosure or some attempt to obtain consent and the issue emerged as to how poor these attempts must be for an apology still to be in order in the great majority of cases there was simply too little documentary evidence to draw any conclusions about disclosure or consent in most cases as noted above the identities of subjects are unknown and are unlikely to be uncovered even with a substantial expenditure of resources what kind of evidence is necessary to determine that an apology is warranted in the preceding recommendation the remedy is linked to evidence of harm to particular individuals while requiring evidence of harm specific to individuals we did not require such specific evidence of lack of consent rather in that recommendation we presumed that the government did not uniformly undertake steps to ensure that the rights and interests of individual subjects were adequately protected and thus that it is possible that people who were harmed as a result of participation in research did not adequately consent to this use of their person in this recommendation by contrast a remedy is linked to a showing that people were wronged not harmed thus the committee believes that an apology should be offered only where there is evidence specific to an experiment or subject that no consent or inadequate consent was obtained or the subject's selection constituted an injustice or both the committee believes that among those experiments we have had the opportunity to review in depth there is sufficient evidence that wrongs were committed against the children who participated in the experiments at the fernald school this case is discussed in detail in chapter seven 
in recommending an apology to individuals who were subjects of these experiments the committee wishes to emphasize that there are likely many other instances in which an apology is warranted but for which experiment-specific factual support is not currently available recommendation four in the research that we reviewed for this recommendation the advisory committee has found no subjects of biomedical experiments for whom there is a need to provide notification and medical follow-up for the purpose of protecting their health in the event that other experiments of concern come to light in the future we recommend to the human radiation interagency working group that subsequent decisions for notification be based on evaluation of both the level of risk from radiation exposure and the potential medical benefit from medical follow-up in exposed individuals additionally the advisory committee has found no evidence to indicate that the subjects of human radiation experiments we reviewed would have had greater likelihood of incurring heritable genetic effects than the general population and thus does not recommend notification or medical follow-up for descendants of subjects of human radiation experiments in formulating this recommendation the advisory committee considered those subjects for whom there is a significant risk of developing a radiation-related disease that has not yet occurred or has occurred but may still be undetected or untreated and in whom there might be an opportunity to prevent or minimize potential health risks through detection and treatment in considering notification we focused only on biomedical experiments as stated in our charter the advisory committee based its present recommendation on the specific guidelines stated below and recommends that future decisions for medical notification and follow-up of subjects of government-sponsored human radiation experiments not examined by the committee or that have not yet come to light be based on these same guidelines as follows one the subject was placed at an increased lifetime risk for development of a fatal radiation-induced malignancy the level of increased risk was set by the advisory committee at one per one thousand remaining lifetime risk and at an excess relative risk of greater than ten per cent organ specific this level of risk was arbitrarily chosen by the advisory committee when compared with the normal risk of dying of cancer two hundred and twenty out of one thousand this level of risk is small the advisory committee chose this small remaining lifetime risk as a reasonable initial criterion to decide if an analysis of the utility of screening and intervention criterion two below was needed two there is a recognized medical benefit from early detection and treatment of the cancer which outweighs whatever medical risks are associated with detection and treatment interventions in addition the government should consider the public health and financial costs as well as the potential benefits before making a decision to offer such a notification and screening program eligible subjects for whom medical follow-up to protect health is recommended should be notified of their participation in a human radiation experiment and voluntary screening programs offered to them such a program should include adequate disclosure of both the nature of the potential benefits as well as the potential risks of medical follow-up which might include some of the following aspects medical harm discomfort 
inconvenience or anxiety from the screening test itself or subsequent follow-up exams the possibility of incorrect test results either false positive or false negative the possibility of stigmatization by friends family employers or life health insurance carriers the costs to themselves of the screening program if any and subsequent medical tests and treatments thus the advisory committee's recommendations for notification and medical follow-ups of individuals who were subjects of a human radiation experiment depend equally on risk estimates and the medical utility of early detection and treatment for changing the course of disease or the quality or length of life in such an exposed individual as shown in the accompanying table the advisory committee database includes articles and other documents describing approximately four thousand government-sponsored human radiation experiments because of the limited data available on most of these and the advisory committee's limited resources it has not been feasible for the advisory committee to systematically apply the two criteria described above to the majority of experiments identified within its database the advisory committee therefore selected for review types of experiments that seemed most likely to include subjects who might still be alive and meet the risk criteria chosen by the committee and who might medically benefit from notification and medical follow-up table determination of the need for notification and medical follow-up medical benefit from early detection and treatment yes risk analysis for development of fatal cancer remaining lifetime risk greater than or equal to one in one thousand and relative risk greater than or equal to ten percent recommend notification and medical follow-up remaining lifetime risk less than one in one thousand or relative risk less than ten percent no notification medical benefit from early detection and treatment no remaining lifetime risk at greater than or equal to one in one thousand and relative risk greater than or equal to ten percent no notification remaining lifetime risk less than one in one thousand or relative risk less than ten percent no notification specifically the advisory committee has reviewed twenty-one studies involving three types of experiments one children who received iodine-131 two prisoners subjected to testicular irradiation and three children and military personnel exposed to nasopharyngeal radium treatments following this detailed analysis the advisory committee concluded that none of the experiments examined satisfied both of the guidelines identified in this recommendation if in the future new methods of screening are developed or new information about increased risk is discovered then these experiments should be re-evaluated to assess whether they meet the criteria for a full discussion see the addendum on medical notification and follow-up at the end of this chapter though it was beyond the scope of the advisory committee to evaluate individually all the experiments in our database the results of our review of these carefully selected studies suggest that the remaining experiments would be unlikely to meet the proposed criteria for notification and medical follow-up however 
another important group of studies not considered in detail by the advisory committee were tracer studies in pregnant and nursing women it is possible that experiments that would satisfy the committee's criteria for notification and medical follow-up will be identified implementation of a notification and medical follow-up program would have to be done carefully if a follow-up program is to provide former research subjects with greater health benefit than harm considerable effort would be needed to educate both subjects and physicians about the realistic benefits and the possible harms of medical follow-up as well as the specific screening modalities and follow-up care that would be indicated it is particularly important to distinguish follow-up that is intended to benefit medical science from follow-up that is intended to medically benefit patients an additional concern is that for most experiments no list of subjects exists performing screening tests in people who are incorrectly identified as having an increased risk is unlikely to result in any benefit and may result in harm the advisory committee also recognizes that individuals who have received therapeutic radiation treatments either in a purely clinical setting or research setting may have been exposed to substantially higher doses of radiation and should seek medical follow-up pursuant to the advice of their treating physician with regard to the need to notify descendants of subjects of human radiation experiments of potential genetic effects it is likely that the risk of radiation-induced mutations is small in relation to natural rates thus it would be impossible to distinguish whether the condition was caused by the parent's radiation exposure or by other factors based on these considerations the advisory committee does not recommend notification and medical follow-up for descendants of subjects of radiation experiments in the event that specific genetic effects attributable to radiation exposure could be identified in a particular population of descendants at some future time the guidelines would be the same as those previously outlined for subject populations there would need to be evidence to indicate that early intervention would change the course of a particular disease before notification and follow-up would be recommended population exposures in recent years congress has enacted a body of laws to provide relief to service personnel exposed to radiation in connection with atmospheric nuclear tests citizens who live downwind from these tests and workers who mined uranium to be used by the government in nuclear weapons production these include the veterans dioxin and radiation exposure compensation standards act of nineteen eighty four the radiation exposed veterans compensation act of nineteen eighty eight and the radiation exposure compensation act of nineteen ninety in the committee's view these existing laws provide the framework on which to base continued provision for relief in the interim since these laws were passed experience with the laws and more current scientific knowledge strongly suggests the need for revisiting the laws and their administration and for extending their coverage to similarly situated groups such as those exposed to intentional releases who are not now covered the following recommendations address the circumstances of groups exposed to intentional releases service personnel who were exposed in connection with nuclear weapons tests and workers who mined uranium for use in government programs 
we also address the circumstance of the citizens of the republic of the marshall islands for whom a different framework of remedies has been fashioned end of section eighty four